0: This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruwich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act. So you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruwich.
1: Hello, everybody. Tom Ruwich here with the Story Power Podcast. This episode is called... What would Regis do? As always, I'm going to kick off this episode with a little story that offers a big business lesson. So let's get to it. A while back, I was browsing through some of my favorite old marketing training discs, and I came across a seminar conducted by one of my favorite marketing experts, Dave D., Back in 2007, Dave offered some unconventional advice about how to write better emails. Watch Regis Philbin on television, Dave advised. I don't recall what I thought about that advice back in 2007. But when I heard it again recently, I thought, that is genius. Dave's point was this. If you're going to write good emails, you have to share good stories. You have to entertain. You have to get personal. You have to expose your personality. And that's exactly what Regis Philbin did every morning when he opened his television show. Watch Regis, Dave told us, and you'll see how it's done. When Regis died in July 2020 at age 88... The L.A. Times published an article that called him TV's greatest host. The opening line from that article said, what is a host? A person to welcome you in, to make you comfortable, to show you around and tell you what you need to know, to introduce you to other people you might find interesting. That is the formula that Regis applied to be the greatest television host ever. We listened to Regis not because he was famous. We listened to Regis not because he had authority. We listened to Regis not because someone told us he was credible. We listened to Regis because he earned it. He earned our affection. He earned our trust. Regis earned his fame. Regis established his authority. Regis demonstrated his credibility by Welcoming us in, making us feel comfortable, showing us around, delivering stories and other content that we valued, and introducing us to people and ideas we found interesting. So how do you establish fame and authority and credibility so people will pay attention and buy from you? We don't conjure fame, authority, and credibility out of nowhere. They're not bestowed upon us by some mysterious governing body. No, we earn authority and credibility by being likable, by being trustworthy, by delivering consistent value, by being a great host which brings us back to the title of today's episode. If you want to establish yourself as a thought leader with authority and massive credibility in your industry, so you stand out from the crowd, so you differentiate yourself from the competition, so you can attract more leads and land more clients, you can ask, what would Regis do? Or better yet, you can continue listening to this episode of the Story Power Podcast because my guest, Michael Dillon, is the authority on building authority and credibility. Michael Dillon is known as the credibility creator. He transforms ordinary professionals into recognized experts by helping them establish market and monetize their credibility. He learned about the importance of credibility the hard way. And he's going to share that story with us. Today, he's a successful business owner, an Amazon bestselling author, and a sought after marketing coach and consultant. Michael Delon, welcome to the Story Power podcast. Hey, thanks, Tom. And I am enjoying this already. I love the opening. Great story about Regis Philbin. Just grateful to be here, man. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i thrilled to have you here. I love what you do. And let's step back and hear that story about learning the hard way. Where where did all this begin?
2: Yeah, well, it all began, Tom, when I found
1: myself in prison. Ah. Now,
2: that's not a literal prison, mind you, but a prison is what I call a job that you hate. Okay, so I was in a ministry with two families for about 10 years and found myself at a place where I was in a job that I hated for the last two years of that 10 years. Right. Knew I had to get out. So I escaped to easy street, which is I became an entrepreneur. I started my own company, Tom. And I'd go out and help, you know, call business owners and say, Tom, I can help you grow your business. You'd meet with me. We'd have a great conversation. And you'd say, now, Michael, what have you done for the last few years? And i say, well, I've helped build marriages and families. And you say, well, that's just honorable, Michael. Way to go. Oh, look at the time. I've got another meeting. Let's keep the conversation going. And you'd usher me out the door. I was unable to get clients, Tom, because I had no credibility. They saw me as a ministry guy, not as a marketing guy. Okay. And so I knew I had to fix that because my income was going down and my savings was depleting and my stress was up. And I found myself kind of in prison again. And so I I did some praying, did some thinking, did some talking and decided to take all of my marketing strategies and put them in a book. So I published my first book back in 2013. It's called On Marketing. Then I would call you, Tom, and I'd mail my book to you before our appointment and a week later, I'd walk into your office for our appointment, and there it was. My book was on your desk. Dog-eared, highlighted, underlined. You'd read my book. And in that meeting, Tom, you'd say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. Now, what changed between that first meeting, Tom, and the second meeting? Did my understanding of marketing change? Nope. Did my background in ministry change? Nope. What changed, Tom, was how you thought thought of me in your mind, you saw me as a credible expert because I had a book. So I started gaining clients and I thought, wow, this is really cool. Why don't more business owners do this? And well, it's really hard to write a book. So we created a whole process, but that's my story of coming out of prison, getting hit by really a brick wall in learning the hard way the importance of being thought of as credible and as having authority in the eyes of your audience so that they will actually listen to what you have to say so that you can prescribe the solutions that they need, gain clients,
1: get referrals, grow your revenue. So yeah. that's my short story. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are watching this, we video this and we put it out on, on channels like uh, Apple and, and so forth for audio. Uh, you are standing in a room in front of a brick wall, which is a good metaphor for getting <laughs> to the other side. So that's right. Um, I'm glad to see you on this side of the brick wall. And, and, and so, Michael, your business is all about helping other entrepreneurs, other thought leaders, consultants, and so forth, establish that credibility and that authority by writing a book, by launching a podcast, and so forth. Those things are very, very important tools, as your story demonstrates. But those things alone aren't enough. And that brings us back to Regis. And, and the reason I wanted to tell the Regis story is because I think more, just about more than any other entrepreneur I know, you demonstrate that that ethic of being a good host, of building those connections, of entertaining, of providing value. And so why don't you just tell us a few of the things that you do that 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 make you such a good
2: host. Wow, thank you for that, by the way. That's uh, honored. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's being real and authentic. I tried to be somebody I wasn't a few years ago when I was first started in business because I watched everybody and I, you had to be a certain way and speak a certain way. And that just didn't work for me. And so finally, I was listening to one of my coaches or something or reading a book and it just hit me that, you know what? If you don't like me for who I am, we probably shouldn't do business together anyway. And that gave me the freedom, Tom, to really just be me. And, you know, you mentioned Dave D in your story. Well, you know, he's one of my coaches as well. And Dave really taught me how to write emails, to be personal, to tell stories. And if you know anything about me, I'm a storyteller. And I like to tell a story and then weave it into a credibility marketing, you know, point for my my audience. So I'm just telling stories all the time about my life. And what I found is when I do that, my audience responds. And they're like, oh, you know, I did one the other day about a crawfish boil that my daughter and I went to. We never had crawfish before. So we're sitting there eating crawfish. I wrote a story about it. Lots of people are sending me emails going, oh, I remember that. You know, I'm real. And so um, telling stories in email has been a a big thing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm super big in video. I love video. I love being on screen. And a lot of people think video, they think webinars or they think Zoom and things, which is great. I use a program called Loom, L-O-O-M, and it's just a real quick video way to, after a a podcast, after an appointment, I can just do a real quick Loom video and say, hey, Tom, thanks so much for inviting me on your podcast, man. I really had a great time. Uh, Look forward to connecting and and growing together in the few years that we have ahead of us. Boom, done. Send it an email. Nobody does that, right? Um, Taking my phone, we all have these things called smartphones, right? Send a text to somebody, but send a video text. Go to your text, hit video, switch your camera around and say, "Hey Tom, great interview, really enjoyed being with you today. Talk to you soon." Boom. 30 seconds. Text has I think 100% open rate. And I assure you, it'll be the first video text they've ever gotten in their life. They're going to remember it, right? Yeah. It's all these little things that I I've thought through and I just like I'm just going to do that. I'm going to be me and I know how I like to communicate. And so, I'm very visual, right? If you cut my arms off, I go mute, right? (laughs) This is how I speak. This is who I am. I want my audience, my prospects and everything to connect with me because when they do, they start trusting me. And I've had a number of of sales calls recently on Zoom where it's it's very funny. Recently I've had I've had some issues with Zoom with their audio, the other person's audio. So then I've had to go to a phone call and Zoom, and it's lost something. It's okay. really interesting. I went to one of them, we just went totally phone call. It was awkward. Yeah. I don't know why, but when I'm on Zoom with somebody, I can connect with them because they see the authenticity of who I am. I'm not trying to weasel them or that's just me. That's come because I've I've become authentic kind of like regis i i, I i've never met regis Philbom, right yeah I, but i expect that if i would have met him at a restaurant or a party or something he would have been the same guy that i saw on tv that's just my expectation that's how we need to be in business right yeah so those yeah. those are just a few i mean i've got dozens of things that i do and we can talk about all kinds of things but it, it really is about being yourself and connect and letting people know who you are. Because if I like you, I'm gonna do business with you. I'm gonna
1: connect you with other people
2: because I like who you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And and I want to go back to the story you told about sending the thank you note with the Loom video embedded. So yes. first of all, one one lesson that I really like to bring to my audience is if you see a great strategy and tactic and you can see how it applies to your business don't just note it and file it away and and take care of doing it later a mutual friend of ours a guy named Vance uh, Vance Morris yeah. is just outstanding at swipe and implement <laughs> and and I don't know how long it took me. It was 24 hours, 48 hours before I saw the first Loom video. I think I replied immediately, wow, Michael, that had impact. Uh, And what is this? You said Loom, you pointed me to the website, and I have begun to do the very same thing that you have done. So the swipe and implement lesson is a critical one. But really, the underlying lesson here is not the technology tactic at play but the idea that an authentic and heartfelt thank you yes as massive impact it and and by doing it with video it feels real you see the look on your face, you hear the gratitude in your voice. And it's not just another, uh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure working with you on the podcast kind of email. Yes, email doesn't have personality in the way that video does. And that's a great eye opener and a great lesson that I learned receiving those loom video thank yous from you. So thank That's you for awesome.
2: that. Well you're welcome. Another great yeah. um and, and you you said it so well right there. So a client of mine I, I found out recently her mom died unexpectedly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought wow I need to do something. What am I going to do? Started to type an email and I stopped. Started a loom and I just did a 30 second loom and said, you know, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. Blah blah, blah right sent it to her. She sent me back this amazing email, going, Michael, thank you so much. Right? That she would never have done that with just a te- uh, an email because right. you're right. Video allows me to to be compassionate and be real, and so it, it's it's really cool there. The other thing that you said is, um, it's it's not technology. That's not the solution, right? It's the heart behind it. So I did an interview yesterday with with a guy, and at the very end, um. I said, hey, Tom, uh, can I ask you a favor? Can I get your mailing address? Because I know I'm old fashioned, but I actually like to write thank you notes to my podcast guest. And he said, Michael, that's awesome. Sure. And so I actually, I mean, I write physical thank yous and I put them in the mail. When was the last time you got a physical handwritten thank you from somebody, Tom? I mean, yep. Really? It's that plus a loom video plus I send a physical gift to my podcast guests through a company that I use. It's all automated now, but it's personal. He'll get a he'll get a a, um, a little bag of dark chocolate espresso beans here in the next yeah. week or so to yeah. espresso my thanks of being on my podcast. Right? <laughs> It'll blow him away. I'll get an email from him because I'm building a relationship and they're getting to know me through video through this through. And nobody markets this way, Tom, I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's not hard. It's like you said, swipe and implement. Okay, great. There are three ideas right there. Loom, a physical, handwritten thank you, and a gift through the mail. And your audience is going to start seeing you as different than everybody else. And it's going to draw them closer to you to go, I like this
1: guy. Yeah. Exactly. And I was a guest on your podcast some months ago and I got a gift in the mail with that box of espresso beans. I laughed when I opened it, read the note. I thanked you uh, probably with a loom video. I'm pretty sure it was (laughs) (laughs) because I'd already learned that lesson from you. And, and we're not just talking about gifts that you send to your podcast guests. No. You have an entire system for gift giving. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that, Michael.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I so I have a a company that I use called Gift Hopper. They're great, and we've set up an entire system. So I have I have um, I call them mavens, centers of influence that I'm cultivating relationships with. They have my audience. Okay, so instead of me advertising on Facebook or direct mail or whatever, I I cultivate mavens, centers of influence who can send clients my way. Every month, my mavens are set up to get a different food gift. It it happens on the first of every month. One month, they'll get espresso beans. The next month, they'll get pretzels. The next month, this last month, it was a little can of seeds that you can plant and they will grow butterfly thing or things to uh, grow butterflies. Hey, there you go. Tom's got them. You'll plant that. It's going to grow a little plant. It'll attract butterflies. So as that grows, I hope that your business grows this year, Tom, right? So it's a little note that connects it all, but it's automated. So every month Tom's getting this gift from me. Well, guess what? Two weeks later, Tom's going to get my print newsletter in the mail. And right on the front cover is a a story about my family of some nature. This is my daughter, Jenna, when Jenna got the boot. And we, we booted her because she kind of uh, sprained her ankle really bad. And so she had to wear a boot. So it's a story about me. Remember the email thing that I told you about earlier about how I share my stories of life? I do the same thing in a print newsletter. So the gift comes to you. Two weeks later, my print newsletter comes to you. What am I building? Relationships, top of mind awareness. I'm, I'm introducing you to my family because we always try to build common ground. The more you know about me and who I am and what my beliefs are and what my values are, the more we're going to bond. I can introduce you in my newsletter to other people, other authors, other books, things that have helped me. So, kind of like Regis, I'm doing those things, but I'm doing them in a way that is systematic, because now that I have my gifting set up as a system in my business, I've my print newsletter set up as a System in my business and my daily
1: email is a system in my. Yeah. It all happens automatically, magically, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you you just said kind of like Regis, but I do it systematically. Let's let's be clear here. Regis wasn't winging it. Regis, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, Regis had this thing down, yeah, and did. that's a huge lesson here. Hear what Michael said and know that it wasn't something that you know Regis just sort of walked out on stage and said I'll just sort of do my thing he mapped it out there was a framework for how he presented himself now by, by framework we're not saying it's fake we're not saying that it's inauthentic we're saying that it's structured so that it's repeatable so that it's scalable so that things such as getting the gifts in the mail mm-hmm. are delegatable totally and 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 so that brings us back to the notion of swipe and execute swipe yes. and implement you've heard in just the last oh i don't know 15 minutes or so five Awesome strategies and tactics, all of which you can roll out, but they roll out only if you systematize these things, which leads me back to a question for you, Michael, how can people who want to learn more? about how you roll things out, you know, uh how you write a book, how you how you do a podcast, how you do the gift giving program. How can they learn more about the systems and the processes from you? Yeah, great question. The the
2: easiest way, I mean, our website's paperbackexpert.com and you can go there and learn about us and get on uh get on our or anything you opt into, you're you're going to end up on my daily email list. That's the best way because I I share all kinds of things, right? Yeah. But and, and and that's, I mean, Paperback Experts is a great website. You can look at it. The real cool thing though, because I talk about credibility and establishing credibility. And, and Tom, um, you you may or may not know your, your credit score, right? We all have a credit score and we work to improve our credit score, right? We talk about credibility a lot, but nobody knows what it is. How do you define credibility as your audience would define it? Uh, well, everybody has this, you know, dumb look in their face that the deer in the headlights think, oh, I, I don't know. We right. figured it out, Tom, because that's what I do. We have this thing, we we create, it's called the thecredibilitycalculator.com. In five minutes, you can answer 20 questions and I'll give you your credibility score. Yeah. Then we have a five video series that follows that, that you go through to help you create a credibility game plan, okay? At the end of that, you'll have a, a credibility game plan for your business, but then you get dropped into my daily email where you learn all this stuff, right? So I would say people can go to thecredibilitycalculator.com, figure out what your credibility score is. It might shock you how low it is, <laughs> but it's going, as you walk through those questions, you're going to understand how does your audience think about credibility? Because right. those questions were well thought of over the, the last few years of doing this to say, here's what credibility is in the eyes of your audience and your prospects. So that's those are the two places, my website and thecredibilitycalculator.com. From there, you're going to start understanding more about all of this, and you're going to get educated on thank yous and print newsletters and, and all of that because, well, as you know, you know we have credibility marketing playbooks as well that, that teach all of this because none of this is rocket science, but it is systematic approach, and they're not tactics. I love how you used that phrase earlier. Tactics are great, but they have to be driven by strategy. And the strategy is building relationships. And I I love story power marketing because, you know, if you talk to me for very long, as we talk to authors about creating their book and their brand, it's all about story because stories capture our attention and they cause us to remember. Mm -hmm. And so many times your competition is like Charlie Brown's teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing memorable there. But when you tell a story, I bet your listeners are going to remember my prison story for a long time, yep. and that's why I start out with being in prison because it captures everybody's attention. Yeah. Then I let you right. Everybody can do this, Tom. That's what you. That's what you help business owners do is is tell these stories that captivate and and cause us to move forward and lean in. That's why I love what you do so much. So anyway, we can talk uh, for hours. Well, thank you,
1: brother. <laughs> thank you. And and um. Another, another example of implementation, let's talk about the gift giving in a little more detail, because here's what happened, everyone. I began to receive these gifts from Michael. And I realized that it was more than just an arbitrary thing. Oh, Michael decided to send me some chocolate-covered pretzels or or whatever it was. I began to get these gifts. And I said to Michael, hey, tell me how you do it. And what Michael realized is that there was an opportunity to build on what he, the build on the value that he provides to his audience. So let's tell us the story of what happened next after I asked you, you know, how do you do it? What, what's, what's the program here? Yeah. So, so what happened is, is that got
2: me thinking to go, okay, if, if Tom's interested in it, other people are going to be interested in it. This brings great value because I know how important it is in my business, for you to receive that on a regular basis and all my mavens. And so I said, I'm going to create a playbook for it. That a playbook, Tom is, is, I think, Super Bowl, right? Tom Brady's out on the on the field. He's got that little thing on his arm, right? That he flips up and he looks at the different plays. Well, depending on where he is, he calls a play. All the players have memorized their the playbook. So he says, you know, I want a 13 L5 or whatever it is. And they all execute that play. Right. I thought, man, in business, that's what we need is playbooks. And so, I created this playbook around gifting. And so, our playbook is a step-by-step guide that helps you, Tom, say, oh, I can do that. What do I do? Well, I need to have a company to help send these gifts. Who is that? Well, I connect you with Gift Topper. You need to know month by month what gifts you're going to give. So, I created a spreadsheet and say, here's your basic spreadsheet by month. Go find the gifts that you want. Here's a sample note for each gift. Here's how you do that. Now, Set up your CRM system so that when you tag somebody as, in my case, a maven every month, all we have to do is export that list, send it to Gift Topper, and they execute the gift because they know what gifts are going out every month. I've planned this out a year at a time, Tom. Next year, it's going to take me 30 minutes to plan your gifts for next year. But working that system, because you brought that to me, I was like, I can build a system now that I can deliver to my clients. So now all of my clients, once their book is published, I bring to the table this gifting playbook that they can execute in their business because now it's helping them build credibility with their audience following a system that I use. It's swipe and implement. But I, it's a gift that I give to my clients because the system is now built. So you help me build that system. And that playbook, you've also helped me build the profitable podcast playbook, right? So, we have a a way to do that as well. Yeah. So, it's it's taking what you're doing now and what I'm doing and and just helping others do the same thing because I tend to be very systematic, right? I can't organize a thing in my life. My wife can. (laughs) She organizes. Did you know there's a place in the refrigerator where the pickles go? The pickles (laughs) live right there, Tom. She organizes it. I can just keep it there because I'm systematic.
1: Yeah. And, and and after you go to the refrigerator for lunch, she goes in the refrigerator and thinks, darn it, the pickles ran away from home again.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. No, she's yeah. treating me really well, buddy. Yeah.
1: But uh, again, there's a, a massive lesson in the story you just told. This was, this grew out of a one-to-one conversation that you had with me. So... Nice. I, I am one of those recipients of the gifts. I'm a client of yours. Mm -hmm. I asked the question, and you realized that answering a question for one person, Tom wants to know how I do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay it out. I I have the system in my head, you you were executing the system already. But I'm going to lay it out. In a way that Tom can consume it. Part of that was we got on Zoom and you walked through the process. Yeah. So you you spent some time preparing for that conversation to present the system to me, and you recognized that a conversation that could have ended as just a one to one thing. I answered Tom's question, we're done. Yeah. Was an opportunity to create broad value. Uh, a a, a an additional set of information telling your prospects or excuse me, your, your, your clients. Yeah. And perhaps your prospects totally something they should know. Remember that list of things that Regis and the perfect host does tell them what they need to know. And so often we're all in the business of delivering whatever service it is we deliver. So often we deliver it to one person and we don't think about the fact that, wow, dozens, hundreds, thousands of people out there could benefit from this thing that I just delivered to this one person. Yes. And that's what you did. You realized that in answering Tom's question about gift giving, I can turn this into a playbook that will benefit hundreds of people. And that happens Because you operate with authenticity and heart and that Regis host mentality, not just, okay, I'm going to react to a client's question, answer it and be done with that task. Totally different approach that powers your business.
2: Yeah, well, and that's really cool. And Regis, one of the other things you said, he introduces you to other people, right? I've introduced you to Gift Hopper now. You mentioned earlier Vance Morris, right? I introduced him to this whole concept of gifting and to Gift Hopper. Now he's using them in his world. He's using the same system, the playbook, to build into his audience and grow his business. You're using it, I'm using it. And I'm sitting here going, how cool is that? I'm helping Gift Hopper grow their business, I'm helping you, I'm helping him. That's really cool. I love that. And then I took that whole idea. I wrote an email about it, right? So now my entire list is hearing about how do you gift and and use it as a strategy in your marketing to continue to build authenticity and credibility with your audience. And it's just, yeah, that take what you do and find ways to multiply it,
1: right? Right. Uh, Right, But do it from the right heart. And it's just so much fun. Yeah. Michael, anything else that you think the audience uh, needs to hear before we call it a day and head off into the podcast horizon?
2: That's right. Yeah. I would say the the biggest thing is be yourself, really. Let people get to know who you are. Tell stories. Follow what Tom says and and tell stories. So many times I've had clients that tell me something because we ask lots of questions of our clients and they'll share a story or something. I'm like, have you ever told that to anybody? And they're like, no. No your stories are powerful it's just that we are so close to them we don't think they mean anything right No, no 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 tell people stories let them into who you are because we really end up buying people because of who they are more than what they do for us let people get to know who you are be authentic have some fun and just build some credibility and authority a different way by being yourself and uh, check out some of those resources like Loom and actual physical thank yous
1: and things of that nature. Yeah, um, we'll we'll get a list of those resources into the show notes. The show notes and, great. And as far as thank you notes, one one thing to emphasize: there there are tools out there that online tools for generating computer generated handwritten notes that's not what michael's talking about right. michael took out the ballpoint pen uh and a blank card and wrote and believe me with all due respect to those systems that can can uh hand from a computer uh this is the real thing this is what michael's talking about so one more time tell people where they can find you michael Sure. Yeah. The easiest way, two places,
2: paperbackexpert.com, that's our website, or go to thecredibilitycalculator.com and find your credibility score. Go through the five video series that we prepared for you. It's all free. It'll help you create your credibility game plan. And then you'll be on our daily email list and you'll learn um, a lot more about us. So, those two websites are the are the best place to find
1: me, Tom. Perfect. Perfect. Michael, I knew we'd have a blast. I know this was was valuable. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us today, and I'll see you down the road.
2: You're welcome, my friend. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com/resources where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails. Download free business-building resources and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com/resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, And grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.